It's Christmas time, Christmas time, Christmas time is here. Oh, it's so much fun to watch some Charlie Brown this year. Oh, eating soup, eating soup, we are eating soup. It's a podcast, tell your friends and Santa Claus is here. Merry Christmas, Chris. Merry Christmas, Nick. Eating Soup Alone is a podcast hosted by me, Christopher Kremlin, and co-hosted by Nicholas Johnson. We try our best to ramble incoherently about a handful of movies at least once a week. Uh, so, real quick, just give me a second. Well, grab yours. All right, buddy. Oh, God. Open her up. Oh, whoa! What is it? It's a puppy. I'm not taking it out. It's the chair from Vertigo that I was like, I want one of those. Explain a little better. Uh, We watched Vertigo, and in it, he's like, ah, I'm going to test out this Vertigo a little bit and see if I can just get a little high at a time. And he pulled out a chair, and then under the chair were like two... like, he pulled out two steps, so it was a chair and a step lighter, and I went, I've never seen one of those before. Those are really cool. And now there's one in front of me. How would you describe it? It's kind of like a bar stool, almost? Like a, like a bar chair? Like something that would go to a bar? Yeah. But then there's, like, a step lighter that slides on out? Yeah, if you want reference, watch Alfred Hitchcock's Vertigo. <laughs> <laughs> All then, right. Uh, I'm so happy. Thank you so much. Gift number two. Gift number two? Oh. Oh, whoa! I totally forgot about this. It's the Rocky soundtrack on vinyl because I love Rocky and I love vinyls. Look at the back of it. Whoa, it's a bunch of pictures of Rocky. (laughs) Hold on, we're getting a call from my mom. She's going to be on the podcast now. Okay. Hello? Hi. Okay, we got a call from my mom. Thought it'd be fun. Like when Chris's mom called, got real depressing real fast. So we're cutting it out. <laughs> Chris is opening his present for me now. Merry Christmas. All right, it's gonna be a little ASMR. You want that? Never mind. You want that good rip? This is so loud. An electric can opener. This is gonna be crazy. Fuck yeah, buddy. Yeah. I was I'm gonna... always opening cans. I eat primarily out of cans. I had an idea for a second one, but I didn't know we were doing it today on the podcast. So you got one coming Christmas Day too. Wow. Kachow. Kachuga. Awesome. I'm gonna sit in my new chair for this podcast, so give me a second. 
I'm gonna take her for a test drive. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, that's the stuff. Yeah, how's it feel? Uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, this is a little. Uh, we watched the Charlie Browns. It's Charlie Brown Christmas time. Charlie Brown. Hey, Charlie Brown. It's, it's Christmas a Christmas, time. Charlie Brown. Yeah. All right, right from the rip. Well, no, let's do what we usually do. Let's stick to tradition. Yeah. Chris, what's your experience with Charlie Brown and a Charlie Brown's Christmas? Uh, much like the extras. Who fucking knows? It's just always it's in my DNA. Yeah. At this point. Is that fair to say? Do you have any, like, like just like, oh, wow, memories with Charlie Brown, or is it just in your shit? It's just in my shit, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's deep in my shit. So from the rip, though, I didn't remember it being so keep the Christ in Christmas. Yeah, that kind of, kind of snuck up on us at the end there. Yeah. I was really, really, really loving this uh-huh. right until then, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, weird. I don't know about you. Don't want to jump ahead to the end. Yeah. But I really enjoyed this. I really, really liked it. I've yeah, seen it on cute. TV as a kid. I think it's very cute. And again, yeah, just Charlie Brown's one of those things is just in the zeitgeist. and It's uh, out of time. It's out of time, yeah. Yeah. But, like, it's like a common thing people say about Charlie Brown, but never really got it until we just watched this. Yeah. Um, so melancholy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really love that about it. It reminds me of, and I've heard this comparison before, but it's exactly what um, Hey Arnold was. And Hey Arnold was huge for me when I was younger. Loved Hey Arnold. And they're both just kind of about, you know, finding the best in melancholy moments about life and stuff like that. And that's how I felt about watching this whole thing. Um, You got right to the heart of it. First, I was going to talk a little bit about... Oh, sorry. It's fun always whenever you see a little bit of media that's like, oh, man, this has got so commercial. Yeah. And then here it is like 60 years later. Aaron on ABC every year, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's just, it's also interesting because my understanding of the history of Christmas is that sometime around like the 17th century, maybe like sometime in the 15 or 1600s, uh, Europe got very, very religious, almost to like the, um, the, um, like the Jehovah's Witness level where they're like, oh, Christmas is a little too fun. Yeah. It needs to be really about God. And so, yeah, Christmas just, fell out of favor for a long time. Yeah, I was just listening to a podcast today where they were talking about, like, at some point, the king and everybody was like, hey, you got to keep your stores open on Christmas. Mm-hmm. This isn't the way this is about. We still need to be making money. And people, yeah. like, rioted and stuff like that. And then, uh, same thing, apparently, when the New World was discovered. America? Air America. quotes. Heavy air quotes are discovered. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't even have said discovered, but whatever. Um, Invaded. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, apparently we were even more uh, radically religious. Yeah. Just, yeah. We were really not getting out with Christmas. Yeah, we were calling our kids witches and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah we just watched it, yeah. Yeah. And then in the 1800s, um, apparently, yeah, just people were just like, you know, it ripped Christmas. Why don't we bring that shit back? And, uh, you know, and uh, that one guy was like, hmm. Oh, yes, Tiny Tim, you know. Oh, the Christmas Carol, the ghosts. Oh, the ghosts of Christmas Pass. Talking Tiny, about Charles Dickens. Oh, I was like, yeah, he was Tiny, of, I was like, did Tiny Tim write the Christmas Carol? <laughs> no, but, uh, but uh, yeah, apparently Charles Dickens is one of the authors credited with, like, bringing Christmas, Christmas back yeah, into, like, of, favor. Uh, this is also in the podcast I listened to. Also, fun fact, did you know for Thanksgiving, people used to put masks on and go door to door and go, give me food, give me food, give me food. Mm, sounds a little bit like Halloween. Yes. And then in the 40s, it got they 
shuffled the deck a little bit and yeah. it got turned into uh, Halloween. This yes. is a super holiday episode. We talked about three and one. Well, speaking of Thanksgiving, um, you know, we, we kind of did a good in the sense that, like, um, you know, that uh, Washington Redskins, now they're just like Washington team or whatever. That's good. Shouldn't I think they're like the good. Washington Football Club or something yeah, like that. Yeah, there you go. That's baller. Yeah. We got to do something with Thanksgiving to try to replace the Indians and Pilgrims iconography. Do you think they still still teach that in schools? Because I remember very distinctly. Yeah, color and sure. color and pilgrims and. Boy, do I have a Charlie Brown special for you. Oh no! It's all about the boat coming on over. Oh no! And I think some of the kids might play little Native Americans. See, I think the biggest problem with that is it like if I was in the first second grade and they're like, yeah, and the pilgrims are here and they had this big dinner together. That's a great way to describe it to someone who's in the first grade, but then for the rest of school, mm-hmm. no one takes the time to go, oh, that's not that's not how it happened. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Just like how until I was like mm, 20 years old, I thought your lungs were literal like sacks of air that filled up like balloons, and then when you blew out, it deflated like a balloon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, until I was like 24, I thought the word was epitome and not epitome. Yeah. Because I just read it. Yeah. That's a flex, though. Yeah. So anyways, yeah, with this movie, he's like, oh boy, oh geez, why am I so sad when it's Christmas time? Love it. Uh, and it's good. Uh, and then there's also a lot of uh, jabs at like commercialism and like, oh boy, even my little doggy just cares about the big kachings. Yeah, it's something that it's what I really love about this overall is you get the Christmas movie where in the first act, your antagonist is like... Oh, I'm too busy for Christmas, or oh, Christmas just, I'm an adult, I don't really care about Christmas anymore, but I think this really, everything about this, like, even the music, um, yeah, I'm going to keep saying the word melancholy. Hit it. But just, drinking game. it's so melancholy, and even Charlie Brown, he's a little uh, nail on the head about it, but just, yeah, just that feeling that I don't think gets expressed enough in Christmas movies and stuff like that. Of just the, like, Christmas is a time of love and community and family and stuff like that. But a lot of the times, a lot of people, it's just something that I feel like isn't expressed a lot, or if at all, in Christmas movies, to my understanding. But just, you know, you go to the holiday season, you're supposed to be feeling these things about family, community, everything I just said, and love and joyousness and whatever. And sometimes you just don't. And the fact that you don't makes you feel even worse about the holidays. And so sometimes, a lot of times, the holidays, these great joyous occasions, can be very, very depressing times. Um, And I really love this. um, For Charlie Brown just expressing that. The music expressing that. Um, Like we said earlier, don't love that he gets over it by someone going... Well, it's all about Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, Charlie Brown, and him going, oh, it is about our our wonderful God, Jesus Christ. Yeah. But everything about it, I love him getting a little tree and being like, I think this tree needs me. Just Because the other ones are too fucking corporate, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. But just, I don't know, like him relating with that little tree and being like, hey, yeah. this is how I feel, and mm-hmm. I feel like I need somebody. Yeah. Someone to be this somebody for this tree. Yeah. And that'll get me into the holiday spirit. Something I really liked is the cute little ending, right? Because they take all these little symbols 
mm-hmm. for what's bad about Christmas, mm-hmm. but through love and community and all those things you were saying, they built something beautiful. Yeah. You know? I absolutely love it. It's a very symbolic way to say, hey, holidays about who you spend it with. Yeah. Not about how much you spend on them. I also think this is relatively very funny. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Yeah. 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 I, I, was, I was struggling kind of to remember some of the little jokes. The one that I remember just immediately offhand, though, is uh, when Linus is like uh, cast as the innkeeper. And he's yeah. like, I will, despite my outward exper- appearance, I will try my best to keep a neat inn. Yeah. I love when, uh, oh, what's her name? Lucy? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I know how you feel. I never get what I want for Christmas. I'm like, what do you want for Christmas? And she's like, real estate. <laughs> Snoopy's a little goon. Snoopy's a little goon. For sure. He's just a little goofy fucker. Yeah. I don't like Snoopy that much. You don't like Snoopy? I've never been a big fan of Snoopy, now. I like Snoopy. What was kind of odd, though, is just there's that scene where she actually, like, swings to punch Snoopy yeah. and Snoopy yeah. ducks it, uh, which is funny. It's just a funny thing. I don't know. You know, I hate to be that guy, but I don't know. I don't know if you'd see kids punching a dog in cartoons these days. That's what's wrong with this country. Yeah, gotta bring that back. We used to be a proper country. Toughen us up a little bit. What's going on with that meme? That's a meme that's going... I don't even remember where it came from, but I yeah. remember seeing the original one, but mm-hmm. someone just like posted a picture of like an old 7-Eleven or something like that. Uh-huh, I, uh-huh. Remember. I remember seeing that, yeah. It's been like, we used to be a proper country, and everyone's just... Like most memes, it just comes from dogging on someone. Yeah. And then there's the masculine urge and the feminine urge one. Those are the big ones. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, what do you rate a Charlie Brown Christmas? I rate a Charlie Brown Christmas a nice A-. minus. I don't want to be discriminatory, but I think the Christ and Christmas thing threw me through a loop, and that knocks it down just a little bit. Yep. Yeah. Like I said. Uh, I hate to hold it back because of that, but that was just weird. Yeah, I don't like when we agree exactly on this podcast, so I was going to say an A-, minus. so I'm going to give it an A+. Plus. There you go. I love... God damn, do I love Jesus Christ. So. Fuck yes. A plus. Hell, amen, brother. Chris, what's your favorite Christmas movie? My favorite Christmas movie would probably... Oh, you're going to hate this. You're going to hate this so deeply. Mm, I don't know where this is going. You know where it's going. You can guess it. Say it. No, it's fine. You go for it. All right, jingle all the way. Oh, that's not where I thought you were going to go. Where did nice. you think I was going to go? I thought you were going to be one of those diehard assholes. No, I, I've i been spending, I feel like, an entire year trying to say I'm not one of those diehard hard fuckers. I really appreciate it. What do you love so much about Jingle All the Way? It's just uh, the Christmas movie from my childhood that just, yeah, yeah, it's just stapled to my skin. I can't seem to find a staple remover. Weird me- me- metaphor, but it was, what's your Christmas go-to? I honestly have no idea. Yeah, you said you're not a big Christmas fan. Yeah, off the top of my head. You like a Grinch. The Santa Claus, maybe? Not the first one. The second one's the better one. The second, the Santa Claus? The Santa Claus 2 is the better one. Why? What do you mean, why? Because he's got to find a Mrs. Claus or else he stops being Santa Claus. There's and so then much that's more drama. It. That's it. That's the whole movie. No, yeah, I think the first, the first one's way better. He's like, fuck. We watched that, and it's weird. It is weird. It's weird as fuck. But I think it's better than the it's Santa better. Claus Santa too. Claus 2 is way more polished, I'm telling you. We'll watch both of them, and we can decide for yourself. Yeah, but you remember the part where toy Hitler Santa happens? Sick, yes. That's so awesome. I love it. All right, I might be coming around. <laughs> Um, I got a little fun fact for you. Here's oh, something else I read. I changed my answer. Sorry, go on. 
Go hit it again one more time, and then I'll tell them to do my fun fact. A Christmas story. Yeah? Yeah, I think it might be the best Christmas movie now that I think about it. Yeah. What do you reckon? Go to bat for it. Um, I think it's just a nice, polished, full movie. I think it works as just a movie rather than just a Christmas movie. Yeah, it doesn't really strike me too much. Like, I know it's a Christmas movie, but it doesn't strike me as something I'm like, oh, I gotta watch it once Christmas comes along. Yeah, so much happens before Christmas. Him getting his, his brother getting his tongue sucked to the pole, him helping his dad fix the tire and going, oh, fudge. But I didn't say fudge. Yeah, that's all the stuff I remember. I honestly don't remember the Christmas stuff uh, more uh, than, like, there. Oh, I remember, like, the when the, the elf and Santa get in his face and tell him, like, and then they stomp on his feet or his hands or something and he falls or yeah no he's like they bring him to santa i think this is how it happens they bring him to santa and they're like what do you want and he wants a red rider bb gun but he's too nervous to say anything so they just throw him down the slide i think and then he hangs out by his fingers and goes Mm -hmm. i want a red rider bb gun and they go you'll shoot your eye out kid and they stop on his hand and launch him down and then he gets the gun almost shoots his eye out it's great then they go to a chinese restaurant and that's a little racist. But then he gets a rabbit suit, and that's fun. Yeah. Well, this is a nice little teaser trailer for years to come. Yeah, we'll we, watch we more than one 25-minute movie. Picked a short one this time. Yeah. Oh, my fun fact. Yeah. Yeah, I was reading the other day about how uh, the like translation of like Jesus being born in a manger mm-hmm. is kind of a mistranslation. There's some specific word that I think we've translated to manger or something like that, that actually in like the original like Latin or Greek or whatever the fuck it is, means more so like a relative's house or something. Like the, the, the idea is that the inn is so full that they have to sleep in the manger because there's no open rooms, mm-hmm. you know? So instead uh, they stay at, uh, the translation would actually mean like a relative's house, like a relative of the inn would oh, be like, ah, okay, oh, you yeah. can stay with like it. Yeah. So anyways, uh, but there are a bunch of animals there where is another place that maybe the manger like uh, misconception could have come from because at the time in the area in the Middle East, people kept all of their animals on the first floor of their house inside at the oh, end of the day. So nice. they could have been staying on the first floor kind of a thing. Which nice. Is where the, so, yeah. Christmas boy. Cr- 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 uh, That's staying in. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, what are some of your favorite holiday memories? My favorite holiday memories, uh, yeah. there was one time where my mom got us all matching like footy pajamas and I was probably like 12 and then I woke up in the middle of the night because I had diarrhea in it. <laughs> Good, that's a good one. Uh, I, that might have been, this is another year where I got the Family Guy video game and I spent all day playing it. Nice. Um, one time we woke up at like four in the morning and my dad was chasing a rat around with a broom. <laughs> hell yeah, hell yeah. And it ran into a real tree, and he was just smacking the real tree with the broom, trying to get the rat. <laughs> These are like Charles Dickens stories. They're so good. Um, other Christmas story time that I love stuff. Um, oh boy. Oh, here's a recent one in recent memory. It might have been like Christmas Eve night. Uh, my, my, my dad and my stepmom were up wrapping gifts until like midnight or one and all the kids are forced to go to bed at like 10 PM or whatever. And while they were doing that, uh, I just hung out with my dad and watched Die Hard on Christmas Eve. Very cool. And, uh, like I said, I'm definitely not one of those like, Die Hard's a Christmas movie kind of guys, but all of that like cringe aside, uh, Die Hard's a fucking amazing movie. It's just such a good movie. 
I've never seen it. That's such a good movie. So anyways, that's the last time I saw Die Hard. It was like a year ago, I think. And I had a 24-year-old brain, so almost fully developed. And I just sat there the whole time thinking, this is the fucking, this is good as shit. What the fuck? And it's good as fuck. Yeah, it's a good fucking movie. So tell me some of your Christmas stories. When I was a young, young boy, you know those like little uh, like cars little kids drive in that have like a battery in them? Mm-hmm. My parents got me like a motorcycle version of one of those. Uh-huh. I must have been five, six. And I just remember sitting on it in the living room and then being like, you can't ride that around the living room. And I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to ram this into the tree. And they're like, <laughs> you're not going to ram it into the tree. Very funny. I'm like, oh, I'm ramming it into the tree. They're like, ha ha, Nick. And then I just rammed it into the tree. How'd it go? Uh, knocked over the tree, broke our front window. It was real bad. <laughs> um, and then all my other Christmases kind of congeal into one big Christmas memory in my mind. We all go to Grandma's house Christmas Eve because it's a very Italian thing to do. And we have a bunch of seafood for some reason. Italian. Very Italian. And I just have a million memories, again, that all form into one of just hanging out with my cousins and my sister. And I was playing cops and robbers in the basement, which not like real cops and robbers, just some game that we made up as kids that mm-hmm. just involved us just running into walls and hurting ourselves. One Christmas, every Christmas Eve, me and my sister, we'd put out cookies for Santa and we'd write questions for him that he would answer. Uh, and it turned out it would be my dad answering the Of course, it's my dad answering the questions. <laughs> Do you remember any of the questions or the answers? <laughs> no, not at all. But it would be my dad writing them with his right hand because he's left-handed, so we wouldn't recognize the handwriting and stuff like that. And one Christmas Eve, my sister, just being a little kid, just excited, just was like running up and down and like got out of her bed and went into the living room and saw my dad eating the cookies and answering the questions and so that's how she found out about uh santa claus yeah alicia was telling me the other day that she used to like lie when she was a kid to her parents all the time she'd be like no dude i saw santa (laughs) that's very funny and she's like uh she's like now i just i I wonder what they were they're probably just like that little fucking liar you know (laughs) i'm like no they probably didn't think that but in her head she thinks that they were they were like she's trying to be slick you know I'm sure they didn't think anything of it. They're probably just like, oh, yeah, uh uh-huh, uh-huh. I remember one Christmas opening presents and getting one and being like, oh, Santa has the same wrapping paper as us. And just being like, oh, not so different from us, huh? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Just like what a real down-to-earth guy the Santa Claus is, right? Humble. Humble. But my mom took that as like, wait a second, Santa Claus. And so my mom just, quick as lightning, just went, "Uh, no, no, Santa brings the presents and we wrap them. And I was like... Okay, well, now I'm suspicious. That doesn't make any kind of sense. <laughs> That's beautiful. And then a very sweet memory I just remembered. Something my dad did for me that was very nice. I, I remember just being a kid and being like, okay, I accept this whole Rudolph nonsense. Rudolph nonsense? I get it. But I've only seen him in cartoons. What does this fucker's nose actually look like? So when I wrote my letter to Santa, I was like, and also like a picture of Rudolph. I just want to see what the guy looks like. And so my dad, who's a graphic designer, photoshopped a picture of a reindeer with a light bulb for a nose. And I got a letter for Santa, just like in the middle of the year. It was very nice. Did you believe it? Did you look at the picture and think, fuck? I remember be looking at it and being like, oh, that could be him. But also at the same time, <laughs> being a little kid and being like, dad could also make this. <laughs> I was just like right on that. So I think like maybe that year or the next, my parents told me that uh, they told me on Easter that Santa Claus wasn't real. 
Okay. How'd that come up? I don't know how it started happening, but just like as the years went on, Easter got a little bit more elaborate, and I'd get like a video game or two for Easter. Interesting. When normally it was just candy, I was like, okay. I remember one year I got Kingdom Hearts 2. So whatever year Kingdom Hearts 2 came out is when I found out about Santa with like the Bradley Games Guide for it and stuff like that. And I yeah. was so stoked on that. And I'm playing it and I'm playing it and I'm playing it. And my parents come in to tell me about Santa and my mom is crying and my dad is a little upset because they're like, you know, their youngest child is grown up and no longer believing in Santa. And I'm like, okay, yeah, cool, cool, cool. And I was like, and we're sorry. This and I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. I, I got key. I'm I'm an anime man fighting monsters with Mickey Mouse. I really could not give a yeah. shit about Santa yeah. right now. 2005. Yeah. So, so anyways, uh, Easter is a dog shit holiday. Once you hit the double digits, really. Yeah, it's balls. It's a it. lot of fun to look for the little eggs and like my parents used to do like a scavenger hunt for the baskets. That's cool. Where like you know you find these little clues and stuff and then give you a hint of where to look next and stuff and that was badass. I just remember being a kid. Sorry, mom and dad, if you're listening, but waking up and doing the egg hunt and just being like, "This is okay. This is just worse Christmas." But now I gotta, I gotta do shit. Just being like, "Okay, let's find the eggs so I can open the candy and go back to bed." They got you up early for it. I think my sister got me up early for it. Yeah. Yeah. She was yeah. too excited. Yeah, I think so. Interesting. Yeah. You know, it's got up early that day. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Yeah, 30 days after he died. He wasn't even supposed to get up again. But against all odds, for us, in our sins, he did. Yeah, also a weird story. Because they put him in like a cave, and then they close it Mm -hmm. with a big circular rock type deal. And then like, I think the story goes that there's just a couple of women who are like too curious. They're like, let's get a look in there. Let's see if he's really dead. And they push it open, and they're like, oh my god. And out comes Jesus, arms outstretched. No, he's not there. Oh, really? He appears like 70 miles away to like his apostles, and he's like, hey, oh, guess what? Oh, yeah, that's right. He shows up to his apostles, and he goes, His hey, posse. He To his posse, they're just sitting down eating not the Last Supper for them. And then it's Judas like, starts choking. He's like, because <laughs> he can't believe it. And then they're giving him the Heimlich, and then before they know it, Jesus is gone. And they're like, what the fuck was that? They're all having supper, not their last supper, just their next supper, because it was the last one for him. <laughs> the next supper. And Judas starts choking. I'm like, what's Judas, what's going on? And the front door gets kicked open, and it's Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And he goes, that's that, Mattress Man. I was you like, did a good one. Did yeah. I? Thank you. <laughs> If you need more soup, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, or go to our website, eatingsoupalone.com. And until next time, 